The Chargers faced another must-win game in primetime, and they found a way to get it done with their defense and their special teams absolutely dominating the Jets on Monday Night Football. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen, especially on post-game shows, late night Locked On Chargers. Make sure you guys never miss it. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got tonight? We got a victory podcast to get into. Such a fantastic win. The defense was unreal tonight. They absolutely swarmed that Jets offense. They were fantastic. Chargers offense, they did enough. They did enough. They were clean with the football. They did not turn it over. They gave themselves a chance in this football game. And the special teams showed up. Everything was fantastic. The vibes are great tonight. Yeah, I mean, they beat a team coming off a three-game win streak, including a team that's also beat the Eagles and the Bills. You know, that's nothing to scoff at. The Chargers got a big win Monday Night Football. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. David, the Chargers blew out. The Jets on Monday Night Football. They get back to four and four. They had to, right? You have the Lions coming up next week. You had to take care of business against the Jets and the Bears, and they found a way to do it. But on Monday night, you get your second straight double digit win. You beat a team on a three game winning streak. Your defense absolutely dominates, and the special teams plays exceptionally well. And that's what this team has to do. They have to take care of business versus bad teams. And the Jets. We're borderline bad team, right? Probably just an okay team with how good that defense is over there. And we got a fir- you know, first-hand look at it tonight. Yeah. But a dominant win, a win this team absolutely had to have. I mean, Daniel, I don't think anybody was expecting this type of performance. I mean, my goodness, this was just fantastic for the Chargers and their confidence to go out there and not even just do it offensively. I think everyone knows the Chargers have more of an offensive pedigree than a defensive pedigree. Um, although that, you know, they have a, uh, you know, defensive guru head coach, but yeah. you saw it tonight. You saw the defensive guru head coach, at least, you know, and it, it manifested itself. That Chargers defense was everywhere. They were flying around. They definitely made a tremendous impact on this game. And it was great to see. Yeah, and this is the thing, right? Like, the Chargers defense has been one of the worst defenses in the league, right? Especially started off that way. I mean, and you know that they should go out there and smother the Jets and Zach Wilson, right? Especially with their offensive line situation and just what they've been able to do. But that's still, you know, an offense that put up 20 against the Chiefs, an offense that put up 20 against the Eagles. Like, they're a Jets team that is flawed offensively but has found a way to put up some points, but... To have the defense dominate the way it did, right? Like, this is a, a huge performance by them. And also, David, some bold predictions coming true, right? I said on a, on Monday's show, you know, the show that came out this morning, no defensive touchdowns allowed by this Chargers defense. You had Joey Bosa with multiple sacks and a strip and a couple of tackles for loss. I think he came up one tackle for loss short. But, yeah. David, eight sacks, 
three turnovers, three of 17, they held the Jets on third down. So like, I know the Chargers defense should do this. They have the players to go do this, but what does that mean any other week, right? This has been a defense that has underperformed. They actually put it all together on Monday night. Yes, the Jets have a bad offense. Of course, Zach Wilson's not good. But still, that was such an impressive performance by this unit. One of the best we've seen from this unit under Brandon Staley and obviously probably the best defensive performance we've seen this year. I mean, I think it absolutely is the best defensive performance that you you know the Chargers have pre- provided this year. I mean, you look at just everything. I mean, I think in other games you can point to, oh, well, they, they did that or, or, or they weren't so good against the, the run. In this game, they were fantastic against the run. Yeah for a second or third consecutive game in a row they were smothering in the in the pass rush they did not allow anything when they got in, into pretty much third in anything the chargers pass rush was getting in Zach Wilson's face yeah. repeatedly they just did not allow them to get any kind of momentum and even when they did have a couple of opportunities they got some big sacks in those situations to shut down those opportunities so it was really just an all-encompassing great performance from beginning to end for this Chargers defense and honestly it's something that it's it's really a beautiful sight because it's not something that we've seen in a very very long time and if this Chargers defense can do that can provide that type of performance I mean how much can that help Justin Herbert I mean can you even quantify it yeah I I mean if you actually give Justin Herbert in this offense who's obviously down a little bit right now with the injuries they're facing and didn't have a great game in this one with a competent defense we've asked for, right? An average defense is what we've asked for. If they can put together performances like this, like I don't expect to see this good of a performance against some of the good offenses they have coming up. But this changes everything, and I think that you hope that they can carry some of this momentum going forward and they can get the confidence in themselves that they can go do this, right? And I think, you know, run defense has killed them in years past. Yeah, Big plays have killed them this year. All of those things were much better in this game, and it just kept feeling like, With the Chargers offense struggling, the Jets were going to find a way to kind of claw back into this game a little bit and make it a little bit closer and give Chargers fans a little bit more unrest, which they don't need any help with because the Chargers do that to them every week. And the Chargers defense kept turning them away, even on the last drive of the game with the backups holding them on a goal line stand, keeping them out of the end zone to make my defensive bowl prediction come true. Uh, That was awesome. I probably would have counted anyways and said, hey, I mean, the the starters didn't allow a touchdown, but hey, the Chargers defense as a whole does not allow a touchdown in this game. And you just never get to say that unless it's Nick Foles and the Colts that they're going up against, right? So I think it was great. But David, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this special teams. Ryan Ficken's unit, my God, man, like, this was the worst special teams unit in the league four years before Ryan yeah. Ficken took yeah. over this, right? Like, yeah. even Darius Davis made a small improvement his first year under Staley, but Ryan Ficken has totally turned this unit around, and the Chargers special teams was absolutely fantastic and was a huge reason they won this game the way they did. I mean, I think it's just nice to know that every single time you're going to get a punt return, you're going to get some kind of positive yardage. I yeah. think just at a bare minimum. And also, I think after a kind of a slow start to the year for J.K. Scott, I think his punts have gotten a lot better. I think you've gotten some more distance on them for the most part. You have his usual fantastic hang time. But, I mean, come on now. You know what we're talking about. The electric 87-yard punt return touchdown by Darius Davis. So you can't cool. give him any daylight. You just can't. I mean, he, he I love the slow starts, too. He kind of just surveys, and then he's able to make just instantaneous cuts he 
makes one breaks one tackle he gets to the sideline and he's absolutely gone no one can come anywhere close to touching him when you get those type of plays they change the momentum and trajectory of the football game every single time that's how this game started with fireworks and yeah. it got the chargers offense and the chargers team on the board with points anytime you get special teams points it is gravy it was gigantic to go up 7-0 in this game, especially after you watch the offense come out there and go three and out to start. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a tough game for this. Yeah. Offense. This is going to be a problem, right? <laughs> Whoa. This is the other thing, though, too. Like, you never see penalties from Ryan Ficken's unit because anytime there's a big return, you all look to the bottom of your screen oh, to make goodness. it sure yeah, there's not a flag your breath, on the play. Man. Every time, man. <laughs> And they never do. And every big return, and it wasn't just the 87-yard punt return touchdown, right? Yeah. It's a, a punt return before half that sets up a field goal. And also, let's shout out Dicker the kicker, man. A 55-yard field goal in this game. That means back-to-back 50-plus-yard field goals he's made. A couple weeks ago, he hits a 55-yarder for his career long. He matches that tonight in this game. Dicker is the kicker of the future, man. It's so great and crazy to think the Chargers have a great kicker now. You got to have this smile surgically removed from my face <laughs> because I cannot tell you how many different kickers the Chargers have cycled through the last five or six seasons. It is unreal to be able to stumble upon Dicker the kicker who has provided such great consistency kick in and kick out and also he's able to hit those 50 plus yard field goals which is such a weapon for the yeah. Chargers to have going forward. It is. It's huge, and he's been hitting it such – I mean, he's been the most accurate young kicker in his first couple of years of any kicker in NFL history so far. But the Chargers don't get this thing done without their absolutely fearsome trio of pass rushers, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and, of course, the rookie, Tui Tui Pelotu, all going off on this one, leading a dominant defensive performance. And we're talking about those guys' game coming up right after this. First thing I need to tell you guys about prize picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. With prize picks, all you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. The more entries that you hit on, the more you can win. And if you hit up on six, you can win up to 25 times your money on prize picks. And it's super easy to use. I love it so much more than other daily fantasy sites I've been able to play on because it's you versus the prize picks projections. And then you match that with the fact that they have great deals going on all the time, like taco tuesday who doesn't love taco tuesday on tuesdays you can get 25 percent off of the projections of big time players so you get an even better deal an even better chance to win and they are the only daily fantasy service that gives you injury insurance on the players if somebody gets hurt in the game that is huge so hopefully for this game you had justin herbert less than 251 and a half passing yards and austin eckler less than on his rushing yards in this but if you did and you can get even just two players to hit those projections you can win so right now guys go to pricepicks.com lockdown nfl and use the code lockdown nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's free to play with that's pricepicks.com lockdown nfl promo code lockdown nfl for that deposit match up to a hundred dollars price picks daily fantasy sports made easy david it's <sighs> Really crazy to think that we're talking about how great this Chargers defense is in this one, especially with the lulls this team had early on. The entire vibe of this defense has changed, and playing a couple of really bad offenses will help that, right? But like like I said before, it's never a given. With the Chargers, nothing is a given. So to have these performances in back-to-back -back games, to go win the game with your defense over these last couple of weeks was really, really awesome to see. But it starts, David, with the terrible trio, I will call them, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Tuli Tui Pelotu, maybe the best NFL trio in the league. Joey Bosa, two and a half sacks, a tackle for loss. Khalil Mack, two sacks, a tackle for loss. Tuli Tui Pelotu, 
two sacks and two tackles for loss in this one. All of them were great against the pass. All of them were exceptional against the run. David, when these three guys are healthy, they are an absolute menace for the other teams to go up against. Like, without Thule withstanding, just this is exactly the vision that Brandon Staley had when he traded for Khalil Mack, pairing him with a healthy Joey Bosa and seeing what those two guys are capable of on their own. Then you add in what Thule Tuipelotu has been able to add to the table, and it makes it that much more dynamic. And also just makes you feel so good about the future of of that position when you have such a complete player at such a young age. He's 21 years old. He's already really tough and rugged against the run. And, I mean, you saw it tonight. He's absolutely dynamic as a pass rusher. And he's able to get those big sacks and really kind of kill drives. And I think that's just something when this Chargers pass rush is rushing like that, they can absolutely stop anybody. They can go up against any team in the league. Obviously, we know the Jets' offensive line was really bad, and that's what you're supposed to do. That is exactly what you are supposed to dominate when you have those type of matchups. That has not always been a given. It was tonight. They were fantastic. Yeah, we've seen the Chargers go up in very good matchups before, but it doesn't always turn into eight sacks. Like That is something special that we saw in this game. All three of those dudes having their moment right at some point in this. Multiple forced fumbles by this group as well helping with turnovers to get the Chargers offense in better position when the Chargers offense needed all the help they can get in this. But I think this is the big thing, David. When you see what this trio is able to do, it gives you hope for the future against better teams because I think the most underrated part of what this trio does, it really covers up the issues you have in the secondary. The Chargers have had some of the worst plays in the secondary so far this season, some of the biggest plays allowed, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. It's very hard to exploit that when the Chargers pass rush is doing what they are able to do. I mean, yes, you can quick pass right and do all of those things, but the Chargers showed, hey, if we can take away that first read, our pass rush is going to get there. When it doesn't get yeah. there, it's in trouble. When it does get there consistently, it looks like it did tonight. Well, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a secondary's best friend, Daniel. Whenever yeah. you can get uh, after the quarterback and get in his lap and get pressure in his face and you make him speed up and make him throw the ball before he's ready to, then you're going to have positive plays like the Chargers defense had tonight. They are going to be able to have that. They have that capability. They are able to do that on a night-in and night-out basis. So it's really nice to have those guys healthy and really firing on all cylinders. And that's what this team needs for this defense to be, you know, average to above average. And they've been excellent over the last couple of weeks. Now, I mean, what, three, four of the last five games, they've held opponents to under 20 points. The only game withstanding is the Chiefs game where a punt return set up a touchdown where they should have really only given up 24 points. And that was all in the first half. This defense is rounding into form a little bit. And I'm not here to claim, you know, Brandon Staley is now kind of coming in with all the things he promised, right? And that, you know, he's figured things out as a defensive guru. But you're seeing this team take care of bad offenses like we saw last year during that four-game winning streak that got the Chargers into the postseason. This is what it looked like. But we have to shout out one specific player, and that is Alohi Gilman, David, because Alohi Gilman was everywhere tonight. He was fantastic, and he has been such a boost being back for this defense the last two weeks. I mean, hey, we have been a little bit critical of Alohi Gilman in the past, but Alohi Gilman has turned himself into a beast. I mean, he is a guy that's making impact plays now. It seems like every single game. This guy is bringing the physicality. He's bringing the big hits. Yeah. He's you know being an authority figure back there. And also, he's getting the ball out. He's able to rip that ball out from Garrett Wilson, and Der- Derwin James is able to pick up that fumble recovery. Awesome. 
which was was massive. It is huge. I mean, it was super, super important, but it's really nice to see that type of play. And, you know, the more we see Elohi Gilman, the more he does look like the right partner for Derwin. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he he forces a turnover this week, right? He also has the gigantic hit on the first, like, third down that they got yeah. off the field where you're waiting for a flag on that one, but just perfectly timed, breaks up the pass. And then you go back to last week, right? Broke up a pass that ended up in the arms of Derwin James for an interception. You go back to the Vikings game where he has one forced fumble and another one that should have been a forced fumble where they called the stop on the, yeah. you know, forward progress, which was a Ridiculous. terrible call. He's a playmaker, man, and he's yeah. not perfect. And I think... What you've seen now is the Chargers the trio, right? Kind of all cover each other up. The Derwin James, yeah. Dean Marlowe, Alohi Gilman trio of safeties is a better feeling than we thought we would have about this unit going into it with the depth issues that they were facing, right? Especially with JT Woods, a third round pick being out, Raheem Wayne out for yeah. the season. Those three guys have really picked it up on the back end and been a big reason why we've seen those lack of explosive plays by opposing offenses. But David, you know, simply put, I mean, there's not a lot of places you could look to pick apart this defensive performances. I mean, if you're looking for places to kind of nitpick, sure, you know, you probably find some things. But, like, even that is hard because what we saw from this unit was quite possibly the best defensive performance we've ever seen under Brandon Staley. I mean, I think that's what it was to me. I mean, three turnovers that, you know, was was able to be turned into points, eight sacks, uh, also 20 carries for 64 yards, 3.2 yards per carry allowed on the ground. Um, three of 17, three of 17 on third downs. Yeah, they were absolutely dominant on third downs tonight. This was an all encompassing performance of complimentary football, the pass rush helping out this, the, the coverage and them being able to make plays and get the ball back to the offense. I mean, I think it was really one of the best performances that I've seen. And hopefully that that is contagious and they can take that momentum going into next week where the test is probably going to be a lot more significant. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it, the thing is, is like the Chargers could give up more points than they did the last two weeks against the Lions and still have a good defensive performance yeah. in that one because that's just how good the Lions offense is. But like this team played a complete four quarters. Like, that's just not something we could say about this team. Like, you talk about the Chiefs game, right? It was one yeah. really good half, one really bad half. And a lot of yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, for and, sure. Yeah, and get, You know, play style and stuff like that, and, and just the coverages they decided to go in in that first half. But, like, this unit is really coming around, and I think it's better than the 17-3 win over the Colts last year with a broken Nick Foles. That was a wild game. Yeah. They had no Jonathan Taylor in that one either. Yeah, that was bad. This team, you know, Brees Hall, Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, like they had guys out there and the Chargers yeah. defense just dominated anyways. And I think the big thing that, that really feels good to me is just the vibe of this defense, right? Yeah. The reset, having yeah. more fun, the celebration committee, even though I think the celebrations are still kind of bad and they still have a lot of room to grow. It's just such a better vibe. All these guys are feeding off each other, like, you know, watching Joey Bosa and Thule and Khalil and Derwin James after a big hit that doesn't get a flag on it. Like, thank God seeing what that locker room <laughs> looked like after the game, David, like yes. that feels translatable for me. That feels like legitimate momentum to where, you know, I don't think they lose that if they have a close loss against the Lions. Like I think this unit has turned a corner to, to a great, you know, aspect. And I think that it's fun to see and it's fun to see them go live up to their potential a little bit, do what they're supposed to do dominate a bad Jets offense. And it was exactly what we asked for from this team. They went out and delivered it. And it'll be really cool, you know, if they can go 
put together another complete performance next week against the Lions, then it's like, okay, this team might have something here, right? Yeah. Then we might see a legitimate corner turned by this team. If they can do it next week against the Lions, and I think the offense will have a much better week, that's something. That's something to really build on. That's something to give you legitimate hope, not for next season, for this season. But the offense is going to have to be better because the offense struggled again in this one. But they did enough, and I think the main thing was just they didn't have the disastrous plays that would help out a Jets offense that desperately needed help. And that defense has won games for that Jets team offensively. I know that sounds weird, but the Chargers didn't give them that. So we're going to talk about the the offense doing enough, Keenan Allen being spectacular and historic in this game as well, but still some areas of concern coming up right after this. Well, hopefully you guys went on FanDuel and had the Chargers minus three and a half in this one because they blew away the spread in this one. But you guys need to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now is a great time because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bets. If you guys had the Chargers on the money line, right, just to win this game outright and had $5 on it, you could have got $150 when your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. I love building the same game parlay, right? You have an Austin Eckward two-plus touchdowns in this game. You get paid out, right? Austin Eckward anytime touchdown paid out in this one. The Chargers by the spread paid out in this one. There's so many fun props, and I always go props. You know, it always reminds me of the Super Bowl. I'm always going props anytime touchdown scores and things like that. But the best place to do it and get all the best promotions and specials is at FanDuel. Right now, guys, since you listen to this show, you guys can get that deal again. Make sure you go there, and that's $150 back if you win a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. David, we talked about the good stuff, right? We talked about how good this Chargers defense and their special teams was, but it wasn't a totally complete performance because that would take a great game by the offense. And if the Chargers offense had a really good game in this one, it might have been 50 to zero, (laughs) right? That's just kind of where it is. But like, this is my thing and my main takeaway from this offense is the one thing, a huge key for success that we had going into this one was them not having the disaster plays, right? And Justin Herbert back-to-back games with no turnovers. But, like, the only way that the Jets' offense could have stayed in this is if the Chargers turned the ball over. And Justin Herbert, I put out a tweet, right? He wasn't special in this game. He wasn't otherworldly. 16 for 30, 136 yards. But, like, the no interceptions part of that is huge. Because if you look at what the Jets' defense has done to really good quarterbacks, MVP-level quarterbacks, Josh Allen, three picks against this defense. Jalen Hurts, three picks against this defense, right? Patrick Mahomes, a fumble and two interceptions against this Jets defense. Like, Justin Herbert was fighting for his life out there, and this offense found a way in an unspectacular way, right, to keep the Chargers in this game, to not ruin what the Chargers defense had going, and just doing enough, and enough was all it took this week. We said it. We said it multiple times, this Jets offense absolutely needed short fields to be able to stay in this football game and to the chargers offensive credit they did not allow any turnovers they did not throw any interceptions they were able to cover up the one the fumbles that they did have and were able to keep them uh keep possession of them which is huge you didn't give that jets team any extra uh, extra chances any short fields 
You made them do it the hard way, the long way, and the Chargers defense was able to keep them out of the end zone because of it. So the Chargers offense definitely had you know, their signature lulls. They probably didn't run the football nearly as well as we wanted them to in this football game where they we thought there was going to be an opportunity to, yeah. but they protected the ball. They did enough. They scored their points, and they got a big victory. Yeah, and I think, you know, I didn't even think Justin Herb was bad. Like, I, honestly, no. I think, you know, the worst, maybe the worst throw of the night was turned into an exceptional catch by Keenan Allen. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he he was pretty good. I thought he took good care of the football. He does have the one fumble that he dropped on right, got hit from behind, didn't see the guy coming. Yeah, was uh, tough. And then had a couple of balls that got batted up in the air that could have been an interception, sure, but, like, even the one that people said was a dropped interception was kind of a 50-50 ball between. Yeah, Keenan, Keenan looked like he got his hands on that one. He did too. get his hands on it. They both yeah. did. I saw the replay yeah. on it. So, like, he was trying to force feed, you know, his best receiver and on a third down. Every and quarterback does it. It was a 50-50 yeah. ball. But, like, with the amount of pressure he was under, like, I, I just, you're not going to tell me that Justin Herbert was terrible. And a lot of people are probably going to have that takeaway. Going up against this secondary, not missing one, but two of your top three receivers. You have a rookie receiver who's barely gotten any snaps going up against the best corner in the league because they decided to erase him with Sauce Gardner in this game. With the offensive line that he had in front of him going up against that pass rush, like, I don't think this was a bad performance by Justin Herbert. And he found a way to not make the disastrous plays, and I think he's going to be much better going forward. But to me, this game was about two key drives. The first one to me, David... Before halftime, Brain Steely calls a timeout with 28 seconds left in the half. With what that offense had done, you could question that, right? Yeah. But what happens? Darius Davis gets a 17-yard return. Justin Herbert makes two good throws to Keenan Allen. Big time throws at the end of the half, and they tack on three more right before half. I thought that was good faith shown in the Chargers offense and them coming through. The second one, in the second half, David, where we know they've had a lot of problems, a 16-play, 68-yard drive that ends in a field goal, but this was what it was. They went three and out to start the second half. The Chargers offense did. The Jets got a field goal. They were starting to kind of creep back into it, right? The Chargers defense needed a break in this one. The Chargers go 16 plays, 68 yards. They take 8-17 off the clock in a game where they're trying to finish the game, right? Yeah. And Herbert picked up a a couple of really key third downs, including Keenan Allen making such a spectacular catch, David. What can you say about that, dude? Against the best secondary in the league, 8 for 77 None of those eight better than that one-handed twirling catch that he made along the sideline to set up that field goal. And and I think it was just so poetic that that was the catch that got him over 10,000 career receiving yards. I mean, it's just so Fastest Allen. player to do that in Chargers history, and we know who he's chasing, man. He's chasing Antonio Gates. He, said he wants it. those records. He said it. He said, I'm coming for those records. I want to be number one in all of those categories. He's got a way to go on touchdowns, but all the other <laughs> ones, uh, I'm sure that he, yeah. he's that you know it's in his he's reach. But attain it, sure. anytime that the Chargers needed a big conversion, they went to Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen delivered. That's what you pay your big time players to do is to come up in the biggest moments when you need them to. And Keenan Allen did it, and so it was just so spectacular to see that catch. One of the best I've ever seen um, him yeah. do, and also just one of the best catches I've ever seen. Period. period. Keenan Allen's been a special performer, a special player, and it's been an absolute honor to be able to watch him play for the Chargers, our favorite team. Keenan Allen is one of the best players in the NFL, and it's been great to see him continue to play at a very high level, even after 11 years. Even after he is 31 freaking years old, and he's still out here doing this, you know, and it's just he's a pleasure to watch, and he's still gone, and he's playing with the chip on his shoulder. He is, you know, the reason the Chargers were able to put up some points. Osnack were doing the dirty work. 
in the red zone to get a couple of touchdowns was nice too. But this is the problem, David, you know, even with this game and I know it's against the Jets defense, right? But like still some things that are concerning, right? The offensive line, man, it's still, you know, just giving up pressure left and right. Yeah, Five sacks could have been probably seven or eight if Justin Herbert wasn't a magician. Yeah. And like, yeah, they just still struggle with stunts. You know, I, I think, you know, getting four yards per carry in this one isn't terrible, right? right. 21 carries for 84 yards isn't terrible, but you're hoping they could lean on that a little more. Yeah. I hope you can get a few first downs off of that. Uh, and, you know, more Josh Kelly I thought was an issue too. But Again. these are the things that still, David, you know, the Chargers offense did enough in this game. Yeah. If they can't get those things figured out, it's not going to be enough in other games when you're going up against much better offenses than you did tonight. Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, they can't just do, uh, depend on this defense to show up and be able to provide those type of performances yeah, week in and week out. It's just not its not something you can depend on. But you know that this Chargers offense is good. You know there's a lot of great players, but they have to show some consistency, and they're going to be going up against some really tough opponents here soon, so they're going to have to score touchdowns. They're going to have to bring that consistency, or it's going to be bad. Yeah, and I think, you know, the nice thing is is you're not going to play a secondary better than the one that you just played this year. I mean, you do have some good defenses still left on your schedule, but this is probably the best of them, oh, yeah. right? So, like, I, you still have things to get figured out. I still, you know, Jalen Guyton to have to come back in this game against that secondary is rough. Yeah, Quentin Johnson tough, to, tough. you know, yeah. have to be relied on in a game like this against that secondary is rough. But yeah. it's just not good enough from the offensive line. This offensive line has to play better. Without Corey Lindsley, they are a below-average unit. Even Rashawn Slater's giving up quick sacks and quick pressures. Yeah. Like, not a lot working for this offensive line right now. I thought they got better as the game went along. Yeah. The Chargers still need much more from that unit and much more from this rushing attack if they're going to compete and beat good teams because they didn't do that tonight. They beat an okay team, right? They beat a 4-3 and three team, a team over 500. They beat a great defense. The Jets, with an offense that bad, I can't say, hey, this is definitively a good team that they no. beat. They'll have a chance to beat a definitively good team next week with the Lions. But can they do it? We will get into our Chargers storylines and overreactions when we play buy or sell tomorrow. Play a little Tuesday morning quarterback, if you will. But to make sure you guys don't miss it in live shows like this, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Listen wherever you get your podcasts from and make sure to follow us on all of our social media so you don't miss the show as well. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer at DrotalkSD and the show's page at LockdownLAC. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. What a win. Enjoy it, Chargers fans. This was a big one. A blowout. Back-to-back 17-plus point wins from this Chargers team is never a given. Take it for now. You will have a chance to prove yourself next weekend against the Lions, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy this one. So thank you guys for joining us. We really, really appreciate the support, especially late at night. Thank you, guys. We will be back with you guys tomorrow, as we always are. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.